ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters. I want to welcome each and every one of you to another exciting episode of the Do I Offend You podcast. My name is Carl Britt. I am your host. I am your truth teller. All right, from jump, before we get going uh, into this episode, I want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart. Thank you so much for uh, all of your comments, your feedback, uh, your encouragement um, in regards to my life testimony, uh, which if you're just now tuning in, Uh, to this episode and it's your first episode, I do encourage you to go back to episode one, uh, where from episode one to episode 15, I read my blue shirt, uh, a story I wrote about my life testimony, a testimony that says, Hey, nobody. Uh, and I know this, uh, we, we, (laughs) we're all acquainted with somebody or know somebody that Uh, You look at that person and you say, yeah, they're beyond repair. They're too far down. There's too many broken pieces there. But you know what? Uh, The Bible is true. Where there's life, there's hope. And uh, if God could do it for a wretch like Carl Britt, he can do it for anybody out there. Guarantee it. Uh, We're talking about a God that makes uh, something from nothing. And, um, you know, my, my family... Uh, in particular, would say to you people just five years ago that uh, this guy was on his way to hell and there was no hope for him. But um, the truth of the matter is that God works miracles. And uh, if you have breath in your lungs and your life is in despair right now, you could call upon the name of Jesus. Uh, and I promise you, He's waiting in the wings. Uh, to touch you and to make you whole. So once again, thank you so much uh, to everybody out there who listened to my story. Uh, I want to say all the glory, every bit of the glory and the honor uh, and the praise. It all goes to God. If it weren't for Jesus, let me just tell you flat out, I would not be here to give my testimony, Uh, which speaking of that, I think everybody that has a testimony, whether he has kept you or whether he has called you out, and uh, we should have a sense of urgency, especially looking at the times, uh, looking at how this, you know, especially America is just extremely uncertain at every turn right now. And so, you know, we need to be out there uh, giving our testimony to those that are lost, that are in despair, that need hope. And, uh, you know, that's the Bible says the overcomers, they overcame by the blood of the lamb and their, the the word of their testimony. And, um, you know, I personally am just so full of gratitude and excitement for what God has, uh, not only done with my life thus far, but what he is going to continue to do. Uh, it's exciting to the point where I can't stop talking about it. I, I want to share my testimony with uh, everybody I come in contact with. In fact, please, um, while I'm thinking about it, uh, pray for me, continue to lift me up and this podcast in prayer. I want to fulfill God's perfect will for my life from this day forward. I know he has a plan for me. I don't know exactly what that plan is, but I want to do it in a fashion that is pleasing to the Lord. So thank you once again. And a quick shout out to everybody at Second Chance Church. Great group of people. Nothing better than being around the people of God. We have dynamic worship there at Second Chance Church. Um, Also, while I'm thinking about it, If you're out there and you know of somebody or you personally 
would be interested in an in-house Bible study, please call 619-392-5313. That's the 24-hour Do I Offend You podcast hotline. And I would love to come up into your house. I'll bring the refreshments and we could talk about the goodness of God. There is nothing more important right now than being close to Jesus and diving into his word. Uh, Amen and amen. So uh, real quick, let's keep our priorities straight before we go any further and just reach out to the master. Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, I just come before your throne right now of mercy and grace, God. Thanking you so much, Lord, for how you are orchestrate everything, God, for how you are sovereign and you're the King of Kings and you're in control of all things, big and small, Heavenly Father. I want to thank you so much, God, for uh, how you have chose to use this podcast to reach the hearts of men and women out there, Lord, to encourage them uh, in a fashion that only you can do, Lord. I pray right now for everyone at the sound of my voice that you would continue to uh, keep them, Lord Jesus, and let your angels remain charged round about them and their households, Lord, with swords of flaming fire, God. Keep them safe, Lord Jesus. Comfort them and love them, Lord Jesus. Um, and continue, God, please, Lord, to increase as I decrease, God, that uh, your words would always go forward in this podcast. We love you. We give you the glory and praise that is due your name. And in Jesus' precious name, everybody said amen and amen. All right. Without any further to do, ladies and gentlemen, whose fool are you? I'm eight, maybe nine years old. I'm sitting in a church house and I'm listening to a message by an evangelist. He's telling a story that will stay with me for many, many years, even unto this very day. He's telling me about a time where him and his family went to New York City for a week's long vacation. And he says, you know, There were throngs of people, hundreds of thousands of people on each side of the street. I believe it was Fifth Avenue or Broadway, whatever street um, holds the New York Stock Exchange. And he said they're walking on that side of the street where the exchange is at and uh, they're not too far from it. And he said the people look like a sea of ants. Just far as your eye could see people walking to and from. And up ahead in the distance, he sees that the sea of people is parting. They're going around some object, something up ahead that he really can't make out what it is. But as he and his family draw nearer, he sees a man with a sandwich board. For those of you who don't know what a sandwich board is back in the day, uh, the days of the little house of uh, little house on the prairie days. Okay. Way back when. A sandwich board was two pieces of plywood. One piece uh, was, they were held together by straps that went over your shoulders and you had one big board in the front. You had another big board in the back and they would stand outside the ice cream parlors or the soda fountains or uh, the sandwich shops, which is how it, how, how it became to be known as a sandwich board. And it was a, a, a person advertising uh, whatever the lunch special of the day was. And so as the pastor gets closer to this fellow with the sandwich board, 
Uh, he sees this elderly gentleman coming toward him. And on the front of the sandwich board, it says, I am a fool for Jesus Christ. And as he goes past the fella, he looks at the back side of the board and it says, whose fool are you? Essentially, ladies and gentlemen, you're somebody's fool. I've been a fool for the devil. Now I'm a fool for Jesus Christ. And I can say there's nothing like being a fool for Jesus Christ. And I said that story. I started off this podcast uh, episode with that story because I was sitting in church. I'm not going to give away the message that Pastor Douglas was, uh, Pastor Douglas Walker was talking about um, because we're going to hear it uh, probably in the next few weeks. I'm going to play it for us. It was absolutely just, I mean, unbelievable. You had to be there, and I want to bring you in as soon as it's released on SoundCloud. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let us hear it. But, you know, he talked about the cosmic forces. Uh, you've got, essentially, you have hell pulling for you and fishing for you and trying to lure you in. And you have heaven doing the same thing. There is no in-between. If God isn't everything to you, he's nothing to you. If, if, if you're not living for Jesus Christ, you are living for the devil. And that's just cut and dry. That's what it is. That is the truth. I was thinking about a time and, 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 and back to why I said uh, this story, why I'm telling this story. Leonard Contreras, I worked for him in Fresno, California. And I'll never forget, we had many conversations. This fella, uh, so humble and so full of the Holy Ghost, just a great role model, everything Christian, okay, called me into his office. Um, I wasn't living for God. I was, you know, faking the funk, if you will. And, um, you know, I was missing church right and left. And it was concerning him. And he could see that I was falling off the wagon. I was slipping away. And, you know, I, I wasn't taking the things of God serious, including the gathering of the assembly, you know, where we have church. And I'll never forget of, of, of so many conversations that we had that were deep and meaningful. Um, this one was probably more demonstrative on his part than I'd ever seen before. And he was saying to me, do you know why, Carl, I go to church every time the doors are open? Do you know why I'm there uh, for choir practice and for all the things that they have when the church doors are open? It's because I'm crazy about it. It's because I want to be there. It's because I love it. And you know, I really didn't get it then. But Leonard, I get it today. Let me tell you, there's no place I'd rather be than in the church house while the preacher is laying it down and God is moving and the Holy Ghost is doing his work. There is no better place I would rather be uh, than in the church house. I never forgot that conversation. And, you know, it was just about a year ago and I'll never forget. I had just started driving for uh, Robertson's Ready Mix, the company that I drive truck for now. And I was going down the road and, and I, I just like, you know, every Sunday morning I tell my wife, I, I can't wait to get to church. I just, I just can't wait, you know? And, um, I was driving down the road and I was thinking back to that conversation where Leonard was just putting it all on the line, putting it all on the table and trying to get across to me and illustrating that, 
going to church, living for God, being a fool for Jesus Christ is where it is at. And when you're not in that uh, frame of mind, living a life like that, guess what? Then you're not living for God the way you should be. And I want to encourage uh, every apostolic, every Holy Ghost filled person, you know, um, keep your zeal. I always want to keep a new convert's heart. I want to grow in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I want to be mature. Uh, I want to be used of him. But, you know, I always want to do that with the new convert's heart. Uh, there's something about someone that comes up out of that baptismal uh, baptismal tank speaking in other tongues um, and full of the Holy Ghost and just this glow on their face and their joy uh, that they have knowing that they're now full of the Holy Ghost and on their way to heaven. I never want to lose that. I never want to stop waving my hanky. I never want to stop running the aisles. I want to stay excited for the things of God and, and I want to be like Leonard Contreras in that area. And uh, the way that he illustrated to me that day, I'll never forget it. And I want to say, Leonard, you know what? Lord bless you so much. And thank you so much for being um, uh, in my life uh, once again. It's just a wonderful blessing of the Lord. So just remember this, ladies and gentlemen, if I get acting a little bit crazy here, I am a fool for Jesus Christ. I'm going to try to keep it in perspective the best I know how. But I will say this. When I had a needle in my arm, when I had a crystal meth pipe in my mouth, I had no shame in my game. I ran hard for the devil and I was a fool for hell, you know? So I'm going to live for Jesus Christ way harder than I ever did for the devil. I'm going to keep my love for Jesus Christ on 10. Amen. All right. Woo. So I got a few notes. I want to say just a few things. I'm, I'm, I'm just reaching out in this episode touching base with everybody. Um, don't even really have a, a, a devotional to do. Um, just want to talk a few minutes about a couple different things. Uh, debriefing uh, is mainly what I want to do. Uh, my blue shirt, I read uh, the, the entirety of it uh, on this podcast and um, fixing to do, Lord willing, an audio book. Um, David Contreras is going to help me uh, with that. Praise God. Um He's probably one of the best in that field that I know of. And, um, you know, he reached out to me concerning uh, putting my story together on an audio book. And uh, Lord willing, in the next few months, we'll have that ready. And um, if everyone will continue to share the podcast, that would be wonderful. And I will update you on when my story comes out on an audio book and um, we'll take it from uh, there. So as everyone knows, I'm keeping it live. I'm keeping it raw. I am keeping it real. And um, this is not like an episode where I just open up my book and start reading. Um, okay, so everything is uh, continuing. <laughs> Whether there be mistakes or not, I'm going to continue to pick up and roll on. And I pray that you will bear with me. Okay. And I want to mention something really quick. Um, my mom is... You know, my real mother, Pamela Moran, and her husband, Jim Moran, he's my dad. This would not be possible if it weren't for the prayers of my mom. She is a real prayer warrior. She is a true strap on your boots, strap on your helmet soldier in the army of Jesus Christ. And she has, as you can imagine, been through a lot with me. 
um, over my life. For those of you that have heard my story, that know me, you could only imagine what my dear old mom has went through. So I want to take just a moment out and say, Mom, thank you, Dad, thank you so much. Um, it's your prayers that have brought me to where I am today. I acknowledge that there is no doubt about that, and I love you deeply. And um, I want to show you how much I love you by how I live the rest of my life for Jesus Christ. All right. So, Lord bless you, folks, today. Um, and so, with that, I want to take us to a story. I've told a couple people. I'm going to just put it out there. It's it's kind of comical, um, but it's turning out not to be so comical. And that is this righteous indignation. All right. Some people are laughing because I said that word. Righteous indignation. In case you don't know, it's the anger that led Jesus Christ to go into the temple and start beating and flogging people with a whip. Okay, beating them out of the temple uh, because his house shall be called the house of prayer, and they were selling, basically, probably selling the gospel, like some people try to do. Okay, uh, but they were selling things in the temple, turning turning it into a swap meet. Jesus got angry about it and went in there and started whipping. So let me tell you, for Christmas, I have this uh, banner. It's red and white. It's about 12 feet long, maybe 14 feet long, four feet high, and in red and white, big letters, it says Jesus. Okay, and um, I usually put that on my uh, op- uh, on the front of my garage door, the big the big garage door. This year I did not. This year I I have a, 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 a seven foot tall brick uh, fence that goes around my house, separates my house from the street. I live on the corner in a cul-de-sac, and um, fairly new housing development that I live in. And um, I put my banner. I went in the backyard, draped it over the fence, and um, put two bricks on top of it to let it be draped down on the other side of the fence. Uh, from my backyard, so that when you drive up, uh, just past the mailboxes, you can see the big red and white letters, Jesus, the name of Jesus. And uh, planning on leaving it there for Christmas, and then taking it down. Last year, I like I said, I had it on my garage door. Uh, went uh, out to dinner with my wife just after hanging it up. Come back a couple hours later, and one of my neighbors had taken the banner and threw it back over into my backyard. All right, and and I told my wife. I told my wife. <laughs> Woo! I told my wife. I said, you know, they could have let the air out of the tires in my car. They could have threw a brick through my window, and that would have been okay. But you mess with the name of Jesus. All right, you mess with the name of Jesus, and guess what? I get fired up. All right, went to Home Depot and spent. I don't know, 30 bucks on red and white spray paint. And I was mad. I said, you know, if this they must want something more permanent uh, because they took what was temporary and messed with it and threw it over into my backyard. So I went out there that very hour and I, in big, huge letters, I'm talking two foot, three foot wide letters, probably six and a half feet tall in red and white. I spray painted in permanent paint the name Jesus on my brick wall. Now uh, I left it. I didn't, you know. My wife was, please don't do it. Well, it's it was already done. Once I seen the banner was messed with in my heart, I, it was already done. I was hot. Anyhow, I, I went out there, and um, uh, I don't have HOA, so I wasn't worried about that. Um, 
Uh, I went out there and this was just about, I don't know, a week and a half before Christmas. It's still up today, but code enforcement has called me uh, a couple of times. They're going to start fining me. I don't know what the fine is. I may choose to pay the fine and just leave it up there. I don't know. But I got some neighbors trying to sell their houses and stuff like that. So I don't want to use the name of Jesus to, you know, throw dirt in their game, um, so to speak. So, um, you know, in obedience to code enforcement, I'm going to have it taken down. It's going to cost me 600 bucks. I thought I'd uh, try to get off cheap. I went and spent 150 bucks yesterday. Uh, got me a pressure washer from Home Depot and some graffiti removal. And... Went out there and just made a mess of things, okay? Didn't even scratch the surface. I think about, I don't know, four or five inches of the J at the top uh, cut loose and, and, and came off. I didn't have, I, I mean, it just, it was a, it was a fiasco and um, I was, I was laughing about it, you know, and one of my neighbors came by and said, hey, wait a minute now. Uh, you know, he goes, that lights me up and makes my day every time I come to the mailbox, every time I drive into the. A cul-de-sac, I see that, I get all excited. I say, well, yeah, that's one of you. I said, but apparently, according to uh, code enforcement, they've had a whole bunch of calls, all right? Uh, and this just goes with the agnosticism that uh, I live around, apparently, but they called and they want it taken off, uh, even though, in my mind, it quadruples the value of everybody's home. Uh, they're suggesting otherwise. And so... I thought I would uh, just share that story with you folks that that was what my weekend consisted of was going out and at least making an attempt um, so that the neighbors will kick back and relax. Um, unfortunately, it wasn't God's will that it come off just yet. Uh, but as soon as I get my tax money back, I'm going to pay the 600 bucks and have it removed. All right. And so, you know, you might say, wow, 600 bucks I would have paid. 1200 to have it there for a week okay i'm paying half of that and i've had it up there almost two months so praise god all right hallelujah you know okay so uh i wanted to share that with you and i want to say real quick before i get into a little bit of scripture i've got and i know i got a lot to say i'm not sitting here trying to ramble um i just have a few announcements that i want to read uh just a little bit of god's word and i'm going to send us on our way um, as you all know, next week is going to be what I consider the official and first episode of the Do I Offend You podcast because we are going to get into the Word of God. And I'm excited about that. I love God's Word. There's just, it's just, you know, unless you are full of the Holy Ghost and uh, you really don't know how alive God's Word is. I mean, it's how He speaks to us. It's how he blesses my soul each and every day. And um, I'm excited about the things of God. And, you know, I <laughs> I was thinking the other day, I get a lot of thoughts, you know, when I'm out there 12 hours a day driving truck. And I'm going to share probably many of those with us along the way. But I'm going to share one that I had the other day. Speaking of the story about being a fool for Jesus Christ. You know, it's, it's just... If I had the entire world, and I know the football game's coming up. I know that the the uh, Super Bowl is coming up here, uh, I think, next week or the week after. And I was thinking to myself, you know, if the entire world was sitting in bleachers, the entire world, and down below in the arena, it was me, all by myself sitting in a chair, 
watching a football game. And here the world is, sitting in the bleachers, looking down, watching me watch this Super Bowl game. And I start to freaking out and flipping out and hooping and hollering, taking my shirt off and swinging it around and going ballistic over this game. They wouldn't bat an eye. It's normal. In fact, the majority of them would probably join in the celebration. But God forbid if I take my white hanky and run the aisles in church over a God who has set me free and filled me with peace and filled me with joy and given me eternal life. They would look at me like I'm nuts. But the crazy thing is that you can get that excited and more over something that ain't going to do anything for your eternal soul. But if you get a little radical for Jesus Christ, people start looking at you like you are nuts. Well, you are so right. And I'll never stop being completely crazy for Jesus Christ because you know what I do? Let me tell you what I do. Once in a while, I have, as I've mentioned in previous uh, episodes, I've got a healthy fear for hell. And I can promise you, all right, in fact, let me just tell you what I do once in a while, okay? I, I, I start to thinking about hell. I use the imagination that God's given me and I put myself in hell for five minutes. If you dip yourself in those eternal flames and you feel the pain and the darkness and the loneliness and the torture of what the Bible terms as hell, and then God so mercifully pulls you up out of hell, You're going to be the one down there uh, uh, dancing for Jesus Christ like nobody's watching. You're going to be shouting and hooping and hollering louder than anybody. You're going to be God's best worshiper. You're going to be the best at outreach. You're going to be the best at all things Jesus Christ. And so I'm not going to wait and die and go to hell where you can't get out, where there is no escape, where it will never end. Why not be that right now? And why not have life and life more abundantly right now? It's a great feeling, folks. And I'm saying all that because I'm thinking about my testimony that I just read everybody. And you know, uh, people say, well, wow, this guy's getting a little uh, radical on the mic over here. Uh, He's running amok for Jesus with this podcast. You don't know like I know where I've been. Only I know what Jesus Christ has truly done for me in my my mental, in my emotional, and in my physical, and in my spiritual. He has done a work for me that only Jesus Christ can do. uh, And that's how he's revealed himself to be real. That's why I'm as excited as I am for Jesus Christ. I can't stop talking about him and nor do I want to. And, and, you know, let, let me just read something really quick in, in Proverbs chapter 27, verse 1. And I'm going to be closing here in just a minute. Got a couple of announcements I want to make. But, um, you know, something has happened in the world today that I'm going to give a little recognition to. But I want to uh, start off and read this. This is chapter 27, Proverbs, and it says this, verse 1. Boast not thyself of tomorrow for thou knowest not what a day may bring forth I promise you Cody Bryant didn't wake up this morning thinking that he would be killed in a helicopter accident okay 
If you don't know who Kobe Bryant is, I'm sure all of you do, okay? Uh, the world's greatest basketball player. It's a tragedy. Uh, his 13-year-old daughter also was with him, and it's just, it's heart, it's just, it's, it's unbelievable to me. And my heart goes out and my prayers go out for his family. Um, but you know what it does? Uh, these type of things, when, when someone famous dies, you know, death is, is no respecter of persons. It'll reach out and get anybody at any time. And you know what? All it really does is, for me, it serves, uh, this is the purpose that it serves for me personally. I want to wake up every morning and say, Lord, I might be dead today. I might at five o'clock, anything could happen to me. This might be the day and I want to live for you and be in communion with you and draw near to you and represents you as if today I'm going to be standing in eternity facing you. I don't ever want to live a life that might cause me to have you say, depart from me, you worker of iniquity. I never knew you. I don't want to be in that position. I want to love the Lord with all my heart, with all my soul, with all my might, with all of my strength. With everything in me, I want to be a fool for you, Jesus Christ. And you know, so I said all that uh, to say that, you know, it is it's a sad day. It's a sad day. I mean, Cody Bryant's one of a million people that left this earth today. But his, you know, uh, stature in life, uh, uh, who he was, his fame, everybody knowing who he was, it really causes a person to sit up and take notice, um, you know, that any day could be the day. Don't boast yourself of things that tomorrow may bring because you don't know what tomorrow's going to bring. And the important thing is that we live our lives, ladies and gentlemen, for Jesus Christ. You know, um, everywhere, and, and I want to kind of bounce back to my testimony, my blue shirt, you know, Everywhere I went, drama followed, addiction followed, criminal behavior followed, people died around me. It was just, I mean, I was a walking madman for the devil and just complete carnage followed me everywhere I went. But you know what? Today, I want to brag. I want to boast in the things of God. In the last seven months, my sister Carlene got the Holy Ghost. My sister Rochelle got the Holy Ghost. My mom, Rose, came back uh, a backslider and got the Holy Ghost. Carlene's 13-year-old daughter, Michaela, baptized and full of the Holy Ghost just this morning. Baptized on Wednesday night at church, full of the Holy Ghost today. Uh, Hannah, my, my sister Rochelle's uh, daughter, she's 13. She got baptized today. She's going to be next to get the infilling of the Holy Ghost. My wife got baptized. She got the Holy Ghost. Ian, my stepson, got baptized. And I'm sorry, folks. I'm getting a little emotional. But you know what? It's, it's just a domino effect. Hey, little Carl, surrender your life to Jesus Christ and be everything that he wants you to be in him. And look what's going to follow. Good things are going to follow. Eternal life is going to follow. Testimony is going to follow. Growth and strength in Jesus Christ is going to follow. And I'm so grateful. And I just can't say enough, folks, how grateful I am for the things that God is doing in my life. My family is having a full-blown revival. And, you know, I, 
I know I'm getting excited. I cannot help myself because let me tell you, it means everything to me that everyone I know and love and and and, and share my days with go to heaven because I can't stand the thought. I'm working on my daughters, Alexa and Brianna Britt. Please call their names out, okay? They really need the Lord Jesus Christ. And, um, you know, so I, I've got just a, a couple minutes left. I want to wrap it up. And um, I want to say that um, I appreciate everybody that is a part of the podcast. Um, you know, I've got a lot of good people that, um, you know, they're patting me on the back. I don't got nothing coming. Let me tell you, all glory goes to Jesus Christ, folks. All glory goes to God. Everything that my life has become and if my testimony or my life touches somebody, it's not to do with me. It's to do with everything Jesus Christ because he is the one who is in charge, in control. He's the one who woos the heart. He's the one that reaches down and knocks on that door. And it's up to us to open that door. All right. So with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, I want to um, I want to take us. I want to give us a word from God's from the Bible here and give us something to chew on. Okay. So with that being said, um, man, whoo, I'm pumped. I'm, I'm excited. I got to tell you, um, man, seeing my wife, uh, you know, just cry out to God in church this morning. It's got me all fired up folks. I love each and every one of you out there and I'm, uh, but oh, before I forget, 619-392-5313 the do i offend you podcast hotline 24 hours a day call me if i don't answer leave a message i'll get back to you that's once again 619-392-5313 and that is my personal cell phone and i say the 24-hour hotline it really is the podcast hotline it's the only number i got but if you need anything at all especially if you want to start a bible study or anything of that nature Please feel free to call me and let me know, and we'll put that together. All right? And now, let me conclude this episode with the reading of God's Word. All right. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen, for tuning in. Uh, Before we go, I want to close out each and every episode with a word for the week. Uh, This one is coming from Psalms chapter 119, verse 11. And it says, Thy word I have hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Thy word I have hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. I love the Lord's word. Uh, There is nothing more precious Uh, and fulfilling than to dive into the word of the Lord. Uh, Thank you so much, folks, for your time and tuning into the podcast. Hey, please continue to share the podcast uh, with anybody that you could think of. Go through your contact list, uh, whether you think they need it or want it or not, and share this podcast with as many people as you can. Uh, I want to say really quick once again to everybody Uh, for your love and your support concerning my testimony. Thank you so much. You're all very kind uh, and very gracious. Uh, Lord bless each and every one of you, and we will see you next time.